Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Yeah, sounding good. What a microphone. What a setup. What a system. What a recording. What a professional. Pop those peas. Answer that shit. What the hell is going on? I said two minutes. You said okay. You said okay over and over and over again. You wrote me okay seven times. And now you don't show up? Now you don't answer? I am so... Hi! Oh, hi! Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. And I have the topic for this week, Autumn. What is your topic for this week, Greg? That topic will be booze as an alcohol. Okay. Does that include being drunk? It can include anything. Okay. It's an overarching topic for the day. And the reason I wanted to bring it up was because I went to my cousin's last night and uh, hanging out with her boyfriend and he opens up this crate i guess it was a crate it was a trunk did you, men- did you a- mention he's french he's french this sounds very french the french boyfriend had a trunk so it was like a big traveling trunk that served as the coffee table and they had a bunch of you know normal coffee table stuff on it books a candle and then he just moved it all off and opened it up and then there was a selection of liquors in there and uh, i thought to myself wow people actually get into this stuff to a level that I never really have. Alcohol to me has served, oh, let's get drunk. Or, yeah. you know, as I've gotten older, that that has changed a bit. But it uh, it's still a, oh, this is a social thing. We're going to go out and we're going to feel a little good after it's said and done. I don't understand the intricacies of all the different types of alcohol. Okay. And, and I, I don't even think we're going to talk about that because I don't know anything about it. But it just got me thinking about my relationship with alcohol overall. Right. And so what kind of what kind of was it liqueurs or was it liquor? There were things he was telling me like there's the different there's a counterpart to cognac that I never knew about. And Mm. he's like, this has become popular. Cognac, cognac has has become something that, uh, you know, people have started to understand a bit more. But this one is the bastard child and nobody (laughs) wants to talk. But this is the great one. And you can get craft batches for good prices because there's no demand oh well you know what i did uh, when i used to drink at 16 i just would get drunk and vomit that's oh that's yeah my story for alcohol but i'm glad that you're into it. it makes me feel kind of like an idiot because i actually it's stupid because he didn't put that on me i put the idiocy on myself but really he was just excited to teach someone something it is weird for the like uh the people who are really into wines and they go to a winery and they bring their friends and they're tasting things and they're serious about it. They're smelling it and they're chewing it and they're saying like, it smells like an oaky forest floor. And, but then they're, ju- eventually they're just fucking drunk with their friends and being idiots and slurring, slugging their wine that costs, you know, $80 a bottle. Yeah, but there was a level of sophistication that went into that drunkenness, Autumn. 
It wasn't And then just... you think they're just throwing up. They're super like we've waited, you know, 40 years for this wine to mature, the Chateau something Barmont, and then they're just throwing it up at the end of the night. Yeah, could you imagine someone's really excited about a very old bottle of wine and they drop so much money on it and then they throw it up? I would I I would scoop it back out of the toilet and re-drink it. <laughs> Filter it yeah, and I uh... think no way. No way. This needs to be in my body. I just spent so much money on it. And I need to tell my friends that I had the bottle of wine from 1653. See, that's the problem. It is something that, I mean, a lot of that uh, floral notes and, you know, pissies description for wine, like all of those things can be real. You really can find these flavors and profiles and stuff. But also it is alcohol. So it does make you drunk. I mean, it does, even if you're not drunk, you're still like tipsy or getting silly. You're not paying as much attention anymore. So I guess that's why they have the spittoon or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, you see the people who take it very seriously and they swish it around in their mouth and then they yeah. spit it out. Yeah. And then you have to cleanse the palate. Mm. Uh, does water cleanse the palate? Is there some special liquid that cleanses the palate? I think it's citrus that cleans your palate. Is that what happens? Okay. Yeah. See? Don't you know anything, Greg? No, I don't know anything. <laughs> oh, the bullshit. Like, have you ever gone to like a whiskey or uh, like a liquor um, bottling whatever tour? No. Well, oh, you so. know what? I was at the Jameson Distillery in Dublin. Okay. And when we were in Dublin for, it was on St. Patrick's Day of all things. Uh, that's just an aside. That was kind of fun. Though it's not as crazy there on St. Patrick's Day as you would think. Here in New York, it's worse. You've got all mm. the people vomiting green beer all, all over the place because they're uh, yeah. amateurs. But uh, no, I didn't go on the tour, so I, I don't know what you're going to bring up. Well, it's it's the taste these different, you know, forms of gasoline, basically. But then they're also <laughs> telling you, oh, the oaky, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, charred with uh, maple and uh, the this this barrel has been used. How do you get that from tasting something that tastes like fire? <laughs> it tastes like fire. What vodka? <laughs> do, what do you do? You sip vodka and you're like, mm. I just, I, I've never thought of fire ouch. having a taste. Ouch. I, I, I can appreciate you know what, what you're fire saying. Fire tastes like, tastes like ouch. Gasoline, I can like, uh, yeah, sure, I could actually taste gasoline. Fire, I'm interested in tasting fire now. It probably, well, it's just smoky as fuck. Oh, so you're talking about the smokiness of it. And the the ouch, <laughs> ow. Well, all of these things require, you know, to one learn about what goes into it, and then you need to you need to find a mushroom that has fallen on the forest floor <laughs> and eaten by a rabbit, and then pooped out by that rabbit, and then you can really taste the floral notes. There's that coffee. <laughs> There's that that coffee that some animal right. eats and shits out and then people pay top dollar for it people are dumb you can sell anything mm-hmm. especially to people uh who are looking to be better than others i have access to this highly prized shit bean you can't <laughs> access it i'm gonna drink it and then i'm going to tell you how wonderful it is because that puts me above you. It's a very cynical view, I understand. But I think- well, and are we talking about, you're not talking about your cousin's boyfriend at this point. No, he was very nice. Because you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. And I you think didn't was- feel like he was trying to be elitist by having it. No, no, it was interesting the way he was presenting it. He had these special glasses because you're sipping on the liquor. You're not taking shots. We're not Cro-Magnon men. Mm-hmm. 
You have a little, it's, it's a glass with a stem on it, but it's like the size of a shot glass. And he was pouring it in there and we would just sip on it and taste hmm. it. And then he would ask me, what do you think of that? I'm like, it's good. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I didn't lie. I thought it was fine. It was good. And if it weren't good, I would have said, I don't know. Don't really like this one. But yeah. I can't get into the intricacies of the flavor profile. Are you? Have you seen French Kiss? No. I've seen With never. Kevin Klein? I've seen never been kissed. Oh, no, that's different. This yeah. is the opposite a, of that because. A creepy French woman kiss. who sneaks back into high school. Yoshi <laughs> Grossi. Um, no, French Kiss, Kevin Klein, Meg Ryan. He brings her up into some room where his family's in his family's house and he opens like just like what you're talking about, a little crate or something, a little box. Um, it's the French and he's showing her these different wines or. Oh, no, no. She's tasting or smelling different things. And then she's drinking the wine and she's tasting different things in the wine based on what she smelled. Yeah. So I haven't seen it. So I, I follow what you're saying. But this, I wish, is, this is a very French thing, apparently. I You're wish French. I could bond with you over the scene in the movie. It's really, I've, I've it's let a you great down. movie. I'll go watch it now. They're yeah. on a train, and she is eating cheese on the train, and she's really into the cheese, but then she forgets that she's lactose intolerant, and then she takes How do you forget something like that? I don't know. I don't remember why she just... You don't just forget that you're lactose intolerant. Oh, this is going to give me stomach cramps and diarrhea. Yeah. Oops. Well, the train, the tra- that train scene was... It's especially fun because it's pretty on the train and then she's also like eating a ton of cheese and it looked amazing and fun. I wanted to beat her. You anyway. Want, you wanted to beat her? I wanted to be her. Oh, well, I mean, both would have applied in this situation. <laughs> you could have been so filled with jealousy and rage that you wanted to beat her. Yeah, attack and, her and take her cheese. And take her spot. Um, you know, we talked about that one time on one of our pre-shows, just bullshitting around about the the winemaker who shits in his wines and people really get into it. It's like yeah. he, before he puts it in the barrel, he eats acai berry. Is that, acai. How, you, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Acai. A- acai. 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 And he eats that and he poops it into the wine and people yeah. know this. Like they're excited to taste the different flavors of this man's shit. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder how much of it is for show. And how much is of it? I, I think you can surely get into it. And if it's something because, you learn. Yeah, there are different wines that you prefer versus others. So there is something there. But there must be a limit, right? Where it's like you're you, the uh, uh, one of those diagrams that overlap. What are those called? Venn diagram. Yeah, Venn diagram where it's like pretentiousness, <laughs> uh, uh, the cost of the product, but then also real flavor idea, you know, stuff yeah, like that. And in the middle is winemaker who shits in his wine and (laughs) people who enjoy it and they go there and they challenge one another on it that's the thing no 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 you are completely wrong that was oatmeal oh yeah steel cut you know i taste um a bit of a apple apple uh slices in his oatmeal maybe no 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 that is pear. that is a Mm. pear Mm. Mm. Uh uh-huh let me taste my shit wine one more time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you two are morons. That's plum. It's totally plum. When uh, <laughs> when uh, I entered the Chomp and Stomp, which is a chili cook-off in Cabbage Town in Atlanta, years and years ago before it blew up to become this 
monstrosity that it is these days. It was a smaller, you know, grassroots, yeah, accessible event. And Ooh, accessible is a good word. And accessible. my friend Lee and I made chili that originally the plan was to make the worst chili in the world and then just feed it to people and then watch their faces. But that's too easy. It was that anyone can make a bad chili, right? Yeah. You just throw yeah, a sure. bunch of crap into the vat and make it taste disgusting. Not a difficult thing. So then the plan became let's make a really good chili or try it with weird ingredients and licorice. Like a, like a shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Throw an old boot in there. <laughs> the sweat and the toe fungus. Yes. The cow's skin. It really pulls out the flavors of the ground beef grade mm. D. <laughs> yeah. So what'd you put in? You put licorice? There is, that, that's disgusting because that'll ruin any, anything. That was not a good choice to try to make a chili that tastes good with weird ingredients, but we tested ourselves and challenged ourselves. So there was licorice in there. Um, spearmint. Uh, a thousand-year-old Chinese egg. We ground those up, which they're not. You did? Yeah. Wow. I mean, the, the the our booth was called "When Dinosaurs Ruled Your Face," and we made this paper mache volcano that erupted the chili, and found all these dinosaurs from a thrift store. I still have uh -huh. them somewhere, just these little toys, and uh, bought old trophies and changed the plaques on them to chili cook-offs that we had won. Uh, nice. The, the, and then we put the thousand-year-old Chinese eggs out on the table also because they looked like dinosaur eggs. And a kid came up and, what is that? I was like, that's a dinosaur egg. No, it's not. I said, go crack it open. And the kid cracked it open and blew his mind because it's you know black inside. Yeah. With the green yolk. And the point of this whole story is, though, a man came up, tasted some of the chili. He said, mm, mm. You know, I attend a lot of these chili events. This is an interesting chili. But I can, I can tell you exactly exactly what's in it oregano it's like oh wow yeah okay one oregano is probably in a lot of chilies yeah so you're not tasting something that's any different and then cayenne pepper and yeah you're like mm, is that salt some, is this salt yeah, some tasting? some ghost pepper in there also no no you're, <laughs> you're guessing the most obvious ingredients right and even if they weren't obvious you're guessing the wrong ingredients so you're proving yourself to be a fraud. This is what's going on with you right now, sir. But we just let him have it. Like meaning not. Did you tell him yes? You're yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, you got it, man. And he walked away pleased with himself. And, you know, if I made that guy's day and he went to another booth and acted an expert. Yeah. No skin off my back. Maybe he Do still... you think he was drunk? <laughs> I mean, who knows? I, I know, I'm just trying to bring it back. I, to I, know, I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> But I think that the ties into the topic because yeah. I, I don't know how to gauge. I do think people put in the time and they learn this and it becomes a hobby and it's something they enjoy and it's a game you play with yourself. And yeah, you can yeah, taste yeah. the different flavors, uh, then great. That's a fun thing. But the moment it suddenly lifts you to some level where you think you're above other people. Yes. Get out of here. That's the problem. Just stop it. And, and realize. But then also the other side of that where you're talking about being 16 and just drinking as fast as you can to get drunk like zero to drunk as fast as you can that's what that's i was gonna that's what i was gonna say i was gonna tie into that because i want to talk about that when i say get out of here with that ultimately it's still alcohol and you're still just gonna get drunk just like you were when you were a kid and when was the first time you got drunk um well the first time i drank is different than the first time i got drunk the first time i got drunk was what started drink my, 
What's that? Just was the first time. Like when you say the first time you had a you drank, was that just like with your parents? Like here, take some of this and taste. No, it. no, no, no. It was with my cousins. We were at the beach with my family, and my cousins are were older than me, and we had a bottle of Boone's Farm, and we were on the beach with it at night. Old <laughs> Boone's. Yeah, and uh, what do you think Boone's Farm you know, actually is? Is you, it fortified wine? You, well, I said, you, where is it? Where's the, where's the old man Boone's Farm? Oh, Boone's Farm. Uh, you know, hold on. Let me remember my taste profile back then. You know, tastes <laughs> like uh, maybe North Carolina, but maybe the southern, uh, closer to South Carolina, <laughs> I think, region. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the strawberries. <laughs> the strawberries are from California, obviously. But it was processed in the southern part of North Carolina. Yeah, it's like the Pepperidge Brothers Farm. Ah. What is that? That's not oh, even yes. a real thing. Pepperidge Farm. That's not even a real thing. I tell people the Pepperidge Bros are, they own a farm in, in New Hampshire and they believe it. It's like, no, it's not. The Pepperidge Bros. Yeah, that's not even They real. hate each other. Anyway, <laughs> we, um, we, can, <laughs> we can go into yeah a whole... <laughs> Backstory of the Pe- Pepperidge Bros and the fight for the farm and the brother who got outcast and the sister who was never given a chance. And, yep. But that's, that's the story. sister-in-law who came in and tried to change everything. She had a seat on the board. Yeah, and then she got willed the farm, and, yep. and the other brothers didn't know because it turns out she had an affair with the Pepperidge with the, dad. With the dad and uh, Fa- Daddy Pepperidge, Daddy Pep. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Boone's Farm, just some drinks on the beach. Like a okay, so we were adult. on the beach, but the thing that I remember, there were two things that I liked the best about it was um, we passed around the bottle and before we took a sip, we all had to say a poem, like just like make up a stupid poem because this is why I love my cousins. And uh, there were people walking around and we were afraid we'd get caught. So my cousin Flip, he dug a hole in the sand and put the bottle in the sand and then threw his hat over it when people walked by. So people <laughs> didn't see us drinking. Gotta hide it. And I thought that was so cool. And I don't even know how old was I? I must have been. I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe 13, 12 or 13, maybe. But then getting drunk the I might have. I don't think I was really, really drunk before this. I went out again to a different set of cousins, but cousins who lived in Athens because they went to UGA and they were having this big house party and there were kegs and I didn't know anything about anything and I was just drinking, 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 drinking. And I really just wanted to look cool more than anything of like, it, I wasn't drinking to be social like I would now necessarily. It was like walking around like you're in a Halloween costume. Like, look at me, I have a beer. Oh, I'm at a party in college. Look at me. I think I was 16. <laughs> yeah, it's like smoking a cigarette at that point. Yeah, because it makes me. me look cool because nobody enjoys smoking cigarettes for, from the get go. No, it's just something you do until you actually start to enjoy. I think drinking is the same to that extent, a bit. Well, the feel. Okay, well, you well, had you at Boone's Farm, so that's just like sugar water. Yeah, uh, uh, the the smoking. Okay, the drinking gets you somewhere, right? You start to feel a certain way. So it starts out just a taste thing, right? Where you don't enjoy it, but then you are getting tipsy. And especially if you've never really had too much to drink, then you get tipsy pretty quickly. And then you don't really even notice anything, right? You just are drinking. Yes. What was your first drink? Uh, I, I mean, when you're a kid and my parents actually did, I've never seen, I've seen my mom drink once. She just doesn't like alcohol. And my dad would drink rarely. So I wasn't even around that often. 
If it was, though, you ask a question, and, and it's like, I think it was maybe just a beer at that point. And uh, it's like, what's this? And it's like, that's an adult drink. You wouldn't like yeah. it. Like, man, I would. And then you take a sip. Like, <laughs> you think it's disgusting. Yeah. So that doesn't count as the first drink. I feel like I was 16. Um, You kind of just drink what you can get your hands on, right? Definitely. So you raid parents' liquor cabinets if there's beer in the fridge. Uh, th- there was a gas station that we found out. There was a real hellhole that would sell to us. Um, I don't know who figured that out. So at some point in high school, we were able to buy it. But I, I think I can't remember the exact first drink. All I know is the first few times ultimately all led to vomiting. That that was the path every single time because nothing I drank I liked. I didn't like the taste of beer at that point. And this is Bud Light. I thought that was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, the liquors. So you make a choice. You're like, all right, with the beer, I got to drink more of it. I don't really like the taste of this, but I like the taste of that more so than vodka. But I can take less of the vodka and just get drunk quicker because right. that's all it's about. At some point, there's Goldschlager. We were at uh, this Ooh. girl Shiona's house, and she lived across the street from the tennis courts. And I, if anyone knows who this is, her parents did not know. I, this is so far in the past, it probably doesn't even matter. But it was, you know, her parents, they were just there hanging out, and then we went behind the tennis courts, and someone had this Goldschlager, and it really creeped me out that there was gold in it. Yeah. Said, you drank that? I, mean, I remember people drinking Goldschlager. I, I thought it was so weird. It was so, like, there's gold in it? Yeah, <laughs> you drink, do you drink the gold? It's gold leaf, but I still think it's a very strange thing to consume. Yeah, it's fancy as fuck. Yeah, for a very cheap as fuck alcohol. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just straight up. Especially as a kid, it seems like gold is, like, the most precious thing that you could actually get your hands on. Yeah, I mean, at that age, that was some serious stuff. Yeah. It's like, wow, yeah. we have gold schlager, even though it tastes like rubbing alcohol, but it's got gold in it. So you threw that up? Uh, maybe not at that point. I'm jumping around with the timeline here, but I do remember um, throwing up. At some point, I wound up at my ex-girlfriend's house in her bed. She was a year older than me, so mm-hmm. I was a senior in high school. She had already gone to college. Her parents were out of town. I woke up the next morning in her bed. <laughs> she she had been gone. I don't even know how I got there. That was like far away from wherever we were drinking. Uh-huh. And she was with you though. No, she wasn't there. Her sister oh. let me in. Oh. It's like I'm just gonna stay here and sleep in Emily's bed because I miss her. Oh. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Where I'm, were your parents? How did to, they? Where, did you tell them you were spending the night somewhere? I'm drunk and I need to throw up and then sleep in Emily's bed. My parents. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I lied to them. Okay. I don't know what I told them, but I'm sure there was a story. I'm staying at, uh, Larry's tonight. Larry's. Yeah. So you, so you found your girlfriend's house who was away at college and spent the night in her bed. Yeah. So her parents were out of town and then I reached out to her sister and it was some way to. (laughs) How'd you get there? I, I, I think this is a whole other story here. We're, I want to try to get on some kind of track. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is fitting to the memories. You can only uh-huh. piece them together. There was some point I was at another friend's house and I just chugged as much beer as I could and then walked into the kitchen and it just shot out of my mouth in form of vomit. Mm-hmm. It's like this This ties into like there, there's a rebellion that comes into play in this country, right? With kids and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I don't, maybe it happens elsewhere, but it is surely 
ingrained in the culture like you said walking around with alcohol in your hands and i'm at a party it's like i'm at a college party and this is something people strive for and you think about how stupid you are quite often in those situations because you ask me how i got there i think i was with my friend kent who drove and he was drunk also because mm -hmm. i remember some song came on it was probably boston more than a feeling yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like pounding on the dashboard, like playing drums that didn't match the song at all. It's like, da -da -da -da! <laughs> and then, <laughs> <laughs> I. Why didn't you stay at Kent's house? I don't know where he went. Wow. I don't all know right. why any of this stuff was happening. Yeah. I don't. It, Isn't it crazy to think about back then and how you're just flying? You know what I mean? You're just going. Yeah, and you don't think anything bad's going to happen. Yeah. But something bad could happen. And I think back on that now, and I think, you know, of kids, what do you do? You can try to teach them to drink responsibly. But still, even if you do that, you're in situations like, this is what we do. Yeah. And all the dumb stuff, there was... Go ahead. I feel like you... No, you're right. Um, I, I remember one time my dad said, you know, don't drive drunk. But then he was like, eh, there's a difference between tipsy and drunk. <laughs> yeah. like, well, thanks. Totally, dad. You're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for putting that out there. It really kind of helped, uh, actually, because there was a, an honesty to it. You know how, like, uh, we were kind of raised with, like, no drugs ever or else you'll become, you know, uh, homeless you know, <laughs> drug addict on the street if you smoke just like a little bit of this marijuana, you know, and we found out that's not true. And uh, it kind of ruins you for everything. So it's the kind of the same thing where it's like, don't ever drink and drive. It's like, yeah, you probably could drink and drive. Not like what you're talking about where you're super drunk and I'm not condoning drinking and driving, but we do need to have like a little bit of honesty and say, listen, if you're out at dinner and you have a glass of wine, don't then call an Uber. You can drive home. It's fine. Right? Oh, a glass of wine? A glass of wine? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, when you're being lied to, just right. don't do this. Or not. you're not even being lied to. You're just being told to do something with no explanation. Right. And the revelation that that's not even true. Like, you smoking right. pot. Oh, I'm not suddenly homeless on yeah. the street. Then it does change. I'm not doing anything. That's the rebellion. Yeah. That's the rebellion because right. I was like, well, you just told me this and you didn't even tell me why. And yes, I would not want to set it up that tipsy driving is different than drunk. It is, but I don't, you know, want my kid drawing that distinction at some no, point. No, you don't. But you There's also you also want to <clears throat> I mean, teach kids the reality of the world and maybe not tell them that if they have a drink that they're fine to drive, but also let them know, I guess just to be more aware of what they're doing and not be so careless. But I guess you can't do that because their brains aren't formed yet. No, right? I, like I, I don't know what works because there's yeah. always those, always those parents who like, I don't care if you drink, drink, just don't drive. And I guess maybe that works to an extent, but those parents, by the way, did you have some of those in your life? Like someone's parents were come over here. This is the safe spot for you to get drunk. No, 
we respected our parents and lied to them. <laughs> yeah, I would lie to my parents also about going to my friend's house where the parents said, this is the safe spot to get drunk, even though you're yeah. in high school. You know, I think that my parents let me go to that, uh, go to Athens to party with my cousins because maybe they felt safe that my cousins would take care of me. Did they? They, Yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice of them. I, I mean, I didn't need a lot of care. Man, that makes me think of a time I went to Athens and I was in high school and got into a bar and drank and then slept in my contacts. And then the next morning, my eyes were all infected. Ugh. I don't even know where we slept. This is the stuff that I'm talking about. You get yourself and Look, as a dude, it probably isn't as scary for me. But I do think about being a woman. Yes. And you're... In the a... predator spots you. Yes. Right? And then they take advantage of that. Yes. Did you yeah. encounter any of this? Were you ever in a spot where you feel like you were completely taken advantage of? I mean, you can also apply the next day. Like, all right, I did technically go along with that, but I, you know, wish I hadn't and I don't. Um, no, <laughs> not really. Um, no, I mean, that's good. I'm glad that that yeah. hasn't happened. Were you ever faced with situations like that? Like, did you feel like you're in a spot where a guy was trying to do that? And if you were just a little less aware that. Maybe it could have played out differently. Um, no, All right. not really. No, I wish I, I mean, there were, there are things that I kind of wish that I hadn't done like, um, uh, lines that I wouldn't have crossed if I hadn't been drunk, but I did that. Like, I don't feel like it was anyone taking advantage of me. I mean, there was that time when, um, that guy, uh, he's a comedian that does that. Hey, I'm going to Hawaii. Yay. <laughs> That's his bit. Uh, from Crank Yankers. Um, shit. Anyway, he, I was out with him. It was like part of a radio station something. <clears throat> and we were all out and we were drunk. I was drunk underage and they asked us to kiss. So I was like, okay. And so we kissed, but then he started to open his mouth and like put his tongue <laughs> in my mouth. I was like, whoa. And I stopped because I was freaked out <laughs> um special ed goes to i don't know i know who you're talking about crank yankers it looks like the character special ed is the one who talks about yes. going to hawaii but and I, he's the one that does the burping too on crank yankers who, he's really funny who does this why I can't I remember the name of the guy who's it's weird that you're looking at it and that the name's not there well because i looked up comedian hey i'm going to hawaii crank <laughs> yankers i never liked crank yankers i didn't watch it really yeah i didn't I don't like the, the no it was dumb to me oh i really i felt it. like it was a jerky boys ripoff and i was really loyal to the jerky boys oh. and i said oh because you have a visual element you think you're better i was like these characters aren't even good special ed's not a good character i don't think he's funny no I, he's not but there he's no saul rosenberg see i don't know anything about uh who, who are the other people you said oh jer jerky, jerky boys. boys i don't know anything about them J oh. jim florentine is his name oh yeah that guy but yeah, so he stuck his tongue in my mouth. And so I feel like maybe that could have been a time where I was like, okay, and then who knows? He's still, <laughs> alcohol, uh, no excuse. for. I'm not saying that if he were completely sober, he wouldn't have tried to stick his tongue in your mouth. He probably would have. But I've never viewed alcohol as an excuse for bad behavior. I was drunk. No. Oh. Mm, no, that's sorry. Was, it might be the reason why something happened, but. You can't then say like, well, I have no culpability because I was drunk. Yeah, people like to pull that excuse though. 
Yeah. Quite often. I treated a person like shit because I was drunk. Okay. How do you feel about um, the next day after drinking? Not just the hangover, but do you feel a sense of shame after being drunk like that? No, I never felt shame. Um, I assume that you do, which is why yeah. you're bringing this up. And I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> the next day... I mean, how many times have we all done the thing? I'm never drinking again. And you mean it. You mean you it. You sure that, do. I mean, there was one time I was drinking Jaeger the night before, which early on, this was something we talked about licorice flavor in the chili, which being disgusting. I don't know why Jaeger proved to be an easier shot to take than other liquors. Yeah, it's not. Liqueur. It's but uh, it's like made of deer hooves, hooves or something. Yeah, it's right out of there. Man, hooves and butts. Antlers. <laughs> but that was one where I vomited in the shower the next day. Oh, and I oh said, did it smell like it? And I said, I'm never drinking Jaeger again, and I haven't. That was when I was 22, so I've stayed away from that. But obviously, the alcohol yeah. in general. It's like, I'm never... Yeah, just kidding. See you tonight. There are those <laughs> strong flavors, though, like a Jaeger or tequila, where people are like... I can't do it again because they do have like a strong presence, you know? Yeah. And it grains itself in your brain and your brain's like poison. Yeah. Never <laughs> go near again. I love tequila though, but mostly in the summer. Do you I feel get like wild? in the hot, are you one of what's those, that? Do you, are you one of those people who gets wild when you get tequila drunk? Well, tequila is an upper. It's the only one that's an upper, I think. Yeah, I mean, people get on the bar and they rip off their clothes. Woo! A lot of woos with tequila. Oh, well, any, but any girl who's drunk is wooing. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Where does that come from? Animals. We're fucking animals. Yeah, when you, when you get drunk, you expose like your inner self and people are just filled with woos. That's what they boil down to. Woo! All those Girls Gone Wild videos are all just... Woo! Spring break! What's, 2002! What's really in your head? Okay, now I know to stay away from you. You have no thoughts whatsoever. Oh, speaking of idiots, what about people who do like butt chugging? Like in college. I never came across those people. I don't see the point of it. I guess well, I never it, come across them. I don't know. I didn't. Well, you go said to in like college, a, as as if this was a common occurrence. I think it is. Well, maybe not common, but listen, I didn't go to that kind of college. So I don't know what happens at like UGA or chugging. I mean, there's, Southern Georgia Southern. That's just a party trick for one of the idiots, probably the least attractive bro in the fraternity mm -hmm. who can't get the girls. who just becomes the comic relief. I mean, none of them should get the girls. The girls should be smart enough and say, you're all fucking morons. I want nothing to do with you. But it doesn't work that way. It takes a little while to figure out that these guys are not worth their time. So there's always that one guy. Like, oh, well, what can I offer to the group? I'll be the funny guy who does the weird stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to eat this beer bottle. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to get a chemical burn from this tampon soaked in vodka. Yeah. Ah, I'm going <laughs> to butt chug. I'm bleeding. Butt <laughs> chug, butt chug, butt chug, butt <laughs> chug. Ah. It's like old faithful going up I, his butt. It is weird that I feel like those are all dude things to do. Yeah. I don't think any girl is doing that. Not to that level. The girls will just take a lot of shots jello shots is a big girl thing right mm. um it's my favorite shot when i was younger like that was called a buttery nipple yeah it's mm, i think candy. that i think that you ordered that around me once when we were younger and i was embarrassed yeah and then i probably ordered a red snapper 
What is that one? <laughs> just may as well be the same thing. It's just a sugary shot that, you know, people so I'm just here to get really drunk. I, I think yeah. about going out that it was always pre-gaming. Like, I wrote that down pre-gaming. Like we're going to go get drunk. But before we go, I have to shotgun a couple beers in the tub. <laughs> in the tub? Well, because when you shotgun the beer, if I'm not oh. outside, uh, you you know it leaks a little bit. It sprays yeah. when you, you don't stab have a patio. it. I used to have this camouflage knife that I carried around strictly for stabbing beer cans. Wow. I, there's many Professional. Th- there's many things I'm not proud of in this life. So many points of embarrassment. In fact, I had a special shotgunning knife that I carried around. It was a flip blade. You flipped it open, and I was like, I got that for you. And then these were like tall boys. So you get really oh. drunk. And then I vomited before we went out the ramen noodles that I had eaten, and they came up looking exactly the same way they went down. And then said, "Well, time to keep going." There was another. Yeah. There was another time I vomited noodles at a party. My friend Beth had just moved out of the dorms, and she was on like Euclid Avenue in Little Five Points. And it's like this was a whole new world because we were young, we were still nineteen or twenty. It's like, well, someone's got a real apartment, and we were just on the streets drinking. And I threw up near a fence, and all these noodles came up in the. You know, at that point, it's not, I should call it quits. It's, that eh, stomach's empty now. Keep going. Well, because you do feel so much better. You do. But It's weird to be so, man, when you're so, so, so drunk. I just, I haven't been that drunk in so long. Like, where, not just the room is spinning, but, like, you just can't. You need to be, it's almost like you need one more drink to really incapacitate you because being... <laughs> conscious is too much or like when you do that thing where you look with one eye when you're drunk because like too much stimulation like i can't (laughs) process both eyes (laughs) that's when you just need to be knocked out yeah so just one more send me to the land of unconscious bliss yeah i can't handle it anymore we're purposely trying to knock ourselves out well Uh, that's when i throw up so that's when i i don't okay i think i've thrown up once Oh, uh, uh, on accident from drinking where, um, we were coming back from Athens and before you got on three sixteen, there was like some house with a driveway. And I told my boyfriend to pull over so I could throw up out the side of the car and just threw up in these poor people's driveway. And then we made our way home. But other than that, I've been plenty drunk, but it's been that drunk that I'm talking about where it's like, I can't handle this world and so i stick my finger in my throat and throw it up and like oh my god i can handle this and that leads you into the next day the shame because we're going to talk i want to know about the shame that you feel after sure. a day and why where is this coming from well and it's changed you know first of all when you first start drinking and getting hung over you're barely i mean you don't know what hangovers are you know think about the hangovers you had when you were younger and the ones that you have now i mean it's billion times worse i feel now now yes but, so your... the shame has built and it and and not just to say you know what are you doing why are you getting that drunk it's so stupid did you really have fun near the end you were just too drunk and then it's like and you're at you're 30 something years old you haven't perfected the drinking yet what's wrong with you <laughs> this is unacceptable adult behavior what is this more like, I thought you had, it's like the part of your brain, like, I thought you had this under control. I thought you had, not the drinking, but just like uh, managing something like that. But you still went crazy. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you let yourself down in a way. 
Like, I, and then you're like, I'm not going to do this again. But eh. e- even so what last weekend I went out on Friday and I got drunk and I feel like it was only five beers over the course of maybe five hours. It wasn't a, an insane thing. But the next day I was feeling it. Really? I was feeling it to the point where you, you knew that I was yeah. feeling it. You texted me like, what's going on today? You seem off. <laughs> it's like, we, how? <laughs> I don't even know this. I know. We had had fun combo and uh, I and, still knew. And, yeah. It was just through texts and you're like, something's off. I'm hungover. <laughs> you sensed it. So, yeah, they certainly do take hold uh, more than they used to. It's just your body, though, can't process it. You're getting old. Yeah, your liver doesn't. I wrote, I looked it up that they don't have the enzymes to metabolize the alcohol yeah, so as it, quickly or enough enzymes. I don't know. So it hangs out in your system a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how drinking changes, though, well, hopefully, because. When you're younger, obviously, it's a social thing, but it's like, I just got to get blitzed. That mm-hmm. is the point of this. I mean, there were times I would watch movies. I'd be alone, and I just want to get really drunk. When I lived on Collier Road in that studio apartment, I would go buy Mickey's malt liquor and the little <laughs> grenade bottles, and then I would put them in a small cooler next to my couch, and I would watch a movie like Dazed and Confused. The, the reason they were in the cooler is because I didn't want to stand up until I'd watched the whole movie and drank many of them. So then when I stood up, it's like, whoa. Wow. This is, this is not good behavior. It's setting you know yourself up. Luckily, I didn't take to alcohol that way in the sense that I loved it. I liked getting drunk, but there was never the point. Where it's like, I absolutely love this because if that had happened, I'd be an alcoholic. Yeah. And, you know, as you get older, it's still a social thing. And I, I think one of the things that's interesting is I, as you grow out of that phase of just going out to get completely drunk and you're just hanging out with friends, I like the fact that I would get drunk and be open. I'm like, I'm going to be open with this person and connect with them on a level and like expose my true feelings. Right. It was a, a, a key to a lock. Yes. Which, sure, we all do that. And then there's embarrassment, emotional hangovers the next day. Sometimes like I said too much or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I really enjoyed that. And once I got to the point where I realized I could have those conversations with people and actually express myself to them without alcohol, alcohol, the need of it has kind of died off completely. There's a real validity to going out and hanging out with someone without drinking. It's still fun. Yeah. The other night I went to the bar right around the corner from my apartment the the german restaurant and i was going to have a liter of beer which is like two and a half beers that's like it's close enough to that and then that was going to be it i was reading a book it was a nice night i'm not going to get too drunk from that but you get a buzz going and then i was walking out and the people who work there who i know because they're right on my block and they always say hi to me when i walk by they were having a conversation and then i decided i want to stay and talk to you more then i ended up having another liter of beer yeah and then i was drunk but so it still serves a purpose. Like once you're in it and it's like, well, I'm here. I guess I didn't need to have that second liter of beer. Yeah. But it was a nice thing to sit there and have this and talk to these people about it. So, you know, it still does serve that purpose to an extent. I just don't think it's as needed as it used to be for me. Right. And in an innocent way, it there must be something communal about drinking together. I mean, obviously you're together and you do, it's like the lubricant in a conversation. Um, but I feel like drugs sometimes are done to, right? I feel like there, there's a lot of like communal drug taking. So I wonder if there's something about like mm, getting out of your reality, but with a group. 
Yeah, it's a bonding experience. Yeah. And I think alcohol is certainly more social. Coca- because if you if you didn't have that next liter and you just ordered like seltzer or something, it wouldn't change. Like they wouldn't, you know, you're not hanging out with assholes who are like, oh, you pussy won't drink beer. You know, you would have been fine. But you still felt the urge to order another one. It just seemed fitting. And it was, uh, yeah, it was like, this is what the situation calls for. Yeah. And uh, there's a place for that. Like that's, that's what that, that's the place. It's like, we're going to. But this- you know where is not the place is when you're, you're, see that, that at least made sense. You got drunk, but you weren't so drunk. And then like, let's get another one. No, my friend Matt is like that. Yeah. Matt, he, uh, I think he sits inside way too much. I think that he gets lonely Mm. and when we go out and drink he's enjoying it so much not even necessarily getting the getting drunk but that's just the vehicle he's using for socialization and you get to the end like i've had three i'm done no we're gonna get another yeah i mean last sunday we went to a movie and then afterwards we were going to get a drink and i said i'm gonna have one drink that turned into two drinks and then i said i'm done and he ordered the third and i said okay you're here on your own and I got up and then he, then he canceled the order. But there's, yeah. there was, he's, he's not pressuring in the way that you're talking about that some people are real assholes yeah. about it. Yeah. You're going to get a drink? No. Oh my God. This guy's not going to, why don't you get, that's, I feel like is just offsetting some bad feelings they have about. Right. I need drinking. to be doing this with someone else or something's wrong with me. Yeah. Why does it bother you if the person you're with doesn't have a drink? Yeah. There's no reason unless you're, self-aware enough to know that you're going to open up and say stupid things and that person's going to be completely sober and you know hold it against hold you. it against you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that could be a possibility but you know i have i have some friends who are in aa who are sober and they tell stories of coming across people like that who yeah. still like as even adults, when they know that they're sober yes as adults there's you can have one drink yeah as a that or, kind of thing when one guy took it as a challenge his mission i'm going to get you to drink i don't care that you have five years sober it's up to me to ruin that for you. And what are you taking out of that? If you got the person to drink, you're proud of yourself. You're proud mm-hmm. that you sent them down a path again that it was dark for them and something that was a problem and they worked hard to get off of. And you're the one who sent them back and you can go high five your fucking friends. Oh, I guess cause what I did last night, I got a sober dude to drink again. I know that person is not their friend. No, and this, I mean, this person wasn't a friend. It was like an auxiliary guy. Oh, okay. Fuck that guy. I think it was a boyfriend of a cousin or something like that. This um, is not a personal worked, story about my cousin. <laughs> when I, no, not this guy. Um, when I worked at the W, you know, we would have parties and stuff at the at the bar. And there was this big group of people there. And they were so, so drunk. But they were like Florida people. You know what I mean? They weren't like fancy people. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you You know mean. what I mean when I say Florida people? Yes. So the guy there was are fancy ordering... people and they're Florida people. Yes. <laughs> and there's nothing in between. <laughs> um, uh, this guy was ordering a drink. I think he dropped his credit card on the ground or something. And we had a marble bar top and he bent down to, t- to pick up the thing and he slammed his head, his forehead right on that bar. So, so hard. And it wasn't funny. I mean, it was like the way that he looked afterwards, it's like traumatized me to see him like that. I was very worried about him because and like his girlfriend wasn't there. 
He was he looked like someone shot him in the face the way he acted afterwards, stunned and like stumbling. And it was really scary. But you know what he did? He just kept on going. He just kept drinking like he felt no pain. Yeah. He didn't care. He wasn't concerned. He was like, I'm fine. You know, and what are you proving at that point? You just hurt yourself. Head injuries. You know, people fall and hit their heads on the sidewalk and that kills them. Yeah. That that can kill. So you hit your head hard enough. The kid, well, I'm just going to keep going. Cause yeah, they just kept going. I got something to prove I can drink more than you. Yeah, that yeah. really scared me. That's That was seeing some um, seeing someone that drunk scared me. I don't know why it scared me, but it did. It was like, oh, no, this isn't. No, because this is no longer fun. No, they're in a dangerous situation. You saw them already hurt themselves. Yeah. And keep going. How old were these people, if you had to guess? They were probably early 40s. Yeah, it's, it's like some people don't grow out of it. And I'm not saying don't. Or this is their only chance. Like maybe they don't get to and so then they go overboard. But that's still childish behavior. And it's like yeah. I'm reverting back to when I could do this to this level. I just would hope that you get older and you don't want to get that drunk. It's the same thing. Like I, I mean I've never been like this. But I want to go somewhere and talk to someone. To the people I'm with. I don't want to go somewhere and just have it be loud. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's like, I don't want to go somewhere and just get obliterated and then have dumb conversations. I want to have like a little drinky and then have fun things that I remember what we said and, and enriched my life. That's why I <laughs> Not, love, yeah. love manuals in Atlanta mm-hmm. because there's no music. You can have nice conversations there. That was one thing I never liked. I never liked a loud bar. Even the other night, uh, I was out with my friend Andrew. And uh, we went to see a movie, and afterwards, we'll, we'll go get a drink. And we walked past this place that I liked on my old street called V-Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so loud in there, and it never used to be loud. And I said, screw this, and we walked down to a quiet place because, yeah, it, yeah I want to have conversation with people, too. It's like, I no reason to go shout. I'm not looking to get laid. Like, I think that's what that is. Like, let's just get drunk, and let's just get laid. doesn't matter uh-huh. what anyone says. Else, why is the music that loud? What are you doing? You're not connecting with people on any emotional level. Yeah, I don't know what the point is of it being that. Maybe it's uh, to distract you from why you might be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the point of alcohol is to distract you of why you might want to yeah. drink. And it's like, oh, I got to distract myself from this alcohol problem. What can yeah, help me like, with that? Oh. Alcohol will help me with that. DJ saved my life with his own. <laughs> I, I do feel for alcoholics. I mean, I feel for all addicts, but the fact that it's so readily accessible, it is yeah. everywhere, and I don't know how you don't drink. If you walk to the store, it's there. You go to a restaurant, it's there. If, if alcohol is your drug of choice, it hits that spot for you. Mm-hmm. How do you stop? Well, I think in the beginning it feels like that. But then as as you get more and more time between you and the drinking, you realize like, "Oh, my life is really easy and great. I don't have to I don't have to worry about all these things that came with the drinking." Yeah. But then the other side of that is like, "My life is fine. I could have one little drink. It's okay. Like I'm not going to go crazy. Look, I wouldn't ruin this whole thing." And then it's off the cliff. Yeah, that's why you have to be very careful about it. Um, and that's yeah, why you have to stay in a program whether it's you know, whatever it is, you need a support system around you. 
Yeah, complete abstinence from drug of choice, I think. Some people think overall, all mind-altering substances. We don't need to talk about that now. I think it's drug of choice because mm-hmm. there are certain things that hit a spot and there are certain things that And some people can have more than one. Yeah, and some people do. Yeah. You know, some <clears throat> people are just addicted to getting fucked. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're right in, in the sense that it's just that period until you get far enough away from it that I don't know how you, you resist it. Uh, you know, when I quit smoking, it was very, very difficult until it wasn't. I know that's right. stupid, but you get to some point where you're far enough away from it. And like, well, I've spent this much time not smoking. And if yeah. I were to have a cigarette and ruin that, that would actually make me feel bad. And then I had anxiety dreams where I smoked a cigarette and then I would wake up and, and say, thank God that's not real. Yeah. People have those about drugs. And they actually, it actually stimulates the system in their brain that was stimulated by the drug. And they feel like they've relapsed. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're serious about your recovery, that's scary. It is a nightmare yeah. at that point. And you wake up sure. and you're like, oh, thank God that's not real. It's yeah. like when I was a kid and I had dreams about my grandparents dying. It's like, oh, thank God that's not real. Yeah, I've had that too. Those are my parents though. Now they're dead. All but one. Oh, are you in your nightmare? Uh, I tried to wake up. Guess not. This is reality. This is it. I'm Welcome. sorry, Greg. Um, yeah. So I, I think there were some other things, but I'm a jerk today, Autumn. I have to wrap up our show. No, you have a hard out. Well, we, I got to go see my friend, Tony, who's deteriorating in his old health. He's like 80 and he apparently can't use his hands anymore and he can't speak. And I'm going to meet my friend, Jen. We all used to work together and, uh, I'm going to go to his apartment and I'm not looking forward to this, but I mean, I'm not looking forward to it in the sense that it's going to be sad. I'm looking forward to it in the sense that he's got to be having a very difficult time at this point and, uh, maybe having people show up and be there and show that they care. So, you know, that part I can get into the part that I'm making it about myself I don't know how to deal with that, but it's not about me. No, but I mean, you're still allowed to feel that. Yeah, maybe I'll get some alcohol. Yeah, just get just pregame before you go. Yeah, I feel like I, this one's ending abruptly because of this. I apologize for that for anyone listening. And we like to at least have a more defined yet awkward out for the show. I did write uh, rose and romantic movies in here because oh. I'd like to buy a bottle of rose and like watch romance movies <laughs> on my couch. It's <laughs> <laughs> something that I do quite often. That's- so cute. Yeah, that's a nice thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I, th- this doesn't matter uh, because it was on early on. But the first time I had red wine, I thought it was disgusting. And I put ice cubes in it. Oh, that does for some reason instantly make it sweeter in my mind. But it can't. I don't know why I thought that. It was still gross. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Uh, the drunk Just dr- chugging some Carlo Rossi. Yeah, the, the drunk <laughs> driving thing. I had some more stories of that, which was oh, the yeah. stupidest things I've ever done. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think that sums it up. I was going to tell you the last time I actually vomited though, because there was so much talk about vomiting was, uh, sure. I think it's been probably at this point, 13, 14 years since I've thrown up since from drinking. I did throw up once from pomegranate juice. I don't know why I bought that palm juice Yeah, and something about that bottle. As soon as it got in my stomach, my body rejected it. Really? Like immediately. Wow. It was in there. It was like, so it hasn't been that long since I've thrown up. But from drinking, it's been quite a while. I'm proud oh, to yeah. say. Oh yeah, I don't. 
I don't remember the last time. I mean, the last time was that was memorable that I threw up. I was just, I had been drinking at work and then, because <laughs> I worked at the W at that bar. And uh, then I went out and drank at Elmir. Oh, and yeah. Then I, and then I drank some more at, uh, you know, our friend Michelle's house. And uh, then just, you know, she, she, <laughs> She like definitely nail She came out to the car. She's like, "Here, take these with you." Like she, we were drinking, <laughs> and so to take home. She's and then later she's like, "Why did I give you beers on the way home?" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I drove back. I was crying. I couldn't. And I was throwing up in the toilet at home. And then these were the the best days of your life. Ugh. There's a picture of me super drunk during that time that my mom has framed. <laughs> Because I'm laughing really hard and she just thinks it's sweet. And I'm like, Mom, I was so drunk. So drunk. I want to see it. I'll send it to you. Please do. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Go get yourself a glass of rose and turn on the notebook and think of Greg. Bow, bow, bow. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Pita Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.